Uh, didn't Can you Nancy... go back in time and kill Hitler? Why, why would you do that? You could kill Hitler then, and it would still be like way better. Yeah, can you can you just kill Hitler in 1938? Just go. I mean, you could slip into the Nazi Party pretty easily. <laughs> you would blend um, in just fine. Laura, do, do you want to give us a countdown so Thomas knows when to start? Fourteen, two, nine, seven, eleven billion, six, zero. Go. Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the substandard expanded universe. You are listening to the 95th episode of the SSEU podcast, the Internet's premier transatlantic podcast dedicated to excellence in broadcasting. We are coming to you live from Sioux Falls, Houston, and the Arctic Circle today. On today's episode, uh, I will take a victory lap over TikTok. Uh, we will talk about hurricanes and how you prepare for them. And we will also have our guest host uh, take a quiz today. So I am uh, Thomas, as usual, joined by Chris. Hello, Chris. Hello, Thomas. Our very special guest for this week is a graduate, graduate, graduate of Baylor University with a degree in lady law. While in Waco, she also befriended and experimented with jo- Joanna Gaines before the ship lap got involved. Uh, Laura, welcome to the show. And the first question is, what are you drinking? I am drinking um, a large amount of whatever was left in the bottle of rum chata out of a Disney princess cup with a straw that has a little dancing uh, skeleton on it. Uh, we actually have a listener question for, for you. Uh, so you have, you have been asked to rank the gins. Mm. Really? Um, yes. I'm, I'm just going to say my, my taste is actually not that discriminating. So um, <laughs> really any of them are fine. I'll still be, I'll still be typing in all caps and shouting and, making amusing typos well, so well, there i mean i will say tom is right new amsterdam is good because it's cheap and it's good but i can't find the big bottle at the liquor store anymore so i'm like having to experiment and so i just buy something new every time and i'm a sucker for like something with a label with a bunny on it so is there more than one bunny gin i think there's only one bunny gin um okay. but there's other bunny drinks there's like bunny bourbon and bunny like whiskey i think i, I try all those too what Laura is saying is the speed at which she drinks a venti gin and tonic, she doesn't really taste it. Well, it, there is a lot of ice and, um, they, you know, there's tonic in there too. So, you know, and, and there should and be anything is juice. fine, really. Squeeze, squeeze a lime in? Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Not, not even, how about just like some real lime juice squeezed in? No, no, no. Just, just, just gin and tonic and ice. Except for that one time I forgot the tonic, and that was that was not good. I'm trying to find additional listener questions. Hang on. Well, I, do I we have curious, more than one listener? I was curious if yeah, I was wondering if if Laura chafes a little bit at being characterized as a resident of Houston because I believe she has a little bit more exclusive address than than just Houston, Texas. Uh, so, I, there's a stupid city within a city or something. There's like a whole bunch of cities that are completely surrounded by Houston. There's like more than I can fit on two hands, probably. If you get into all the little independent villages. Houston, um, like 60 years ago, this was kind of in the boonies and now it's like inside the loop, um, which is the kind of the closest in area. But yeah, Houston is a very, very large city geographically. 
so much so that it surrounds other cities entirely. You're, you're just accustomed to people saying you're from Houston because they, they don't know necessarily how exclusive. So if you said like where you're from, that that wouldn't register that. that uh, no, it's just, it's basically like a, a, a suburb. It, it's basically just considered a like, it, it's not even a suburb because it's like inside, but like, you know, there's just different, it's just like a different neighborhood is basically. Well, it's, it. it's, not, it's not a suburb. I mean, sub by definition is like below urban areas where, where like you have your address because you want people to know that you're better than them. Well, I have went, yeah, I don't like this. The government, city government is better here. The taxes used to be lower. And we have zoning. So that's the difference is that if you don't want like Stanford and Sun to like come up to build like across the street or next door to you, you don't want to live in Houston. And so I love the people who like live in Houston and they um, are total NIMBYs and they like somebody wanted to put in like a high rise, like kind of mixed use high rise. And these people like it's a tower of traffic. And, you know, they put all these signs up and, you know, fought it for years. And I'm like, well, if you don't want something like that next to you, you know what? You need to live not in Houston because like that's part of the deal. Are you NIMBY? No, I'm not a NIMBY because I we have zoning. So like that's just just part of the deal. It's it's and it's the best part because it's like zoning, but no homeowners association. So it's kind of like the best of all worlds. Chris, did we talk about regulated rents on the podcast, or was that a text conversation? Uh, we've I don't believe we've talked about it in the podcast. Oh. I do not recall having heard about this on the podcast. No, so are, it's, are you, are you it, talking about rent rent control? Yeah, that's the English word for it, which is uh, maybe my favorite thing about Sweden. Is what? Rent control. You you know what you're going to pay for a two-bedroom apartment in a certain area, and uh, they can't deviate from it. Rent control works for almost nobody. Yeah, it's it's a horrible idea. It's terrific. Most Uh, residents in rent-controlled buildings, uh, because it's rent-controlled, their landlord stinks because it's not worth putting money into the building. Well, but all of the landlords are equally bad because the major landlords are all government-run. But what if you want a nice apartment? Like, what incentive is there to have something nice? What are you supposed to do with a nice apartment? Live the good life? I don't know. Well, Well, I guess if if you're paying like a 90% marginal tax rate, that's not an issue. It's not ninety. Mine's gonna, mine's gonna. My tax rate is gonna be like fifty-four percent. We're good. Laura, um, uh, what, what are your thoughts on the income book? Do you think that's something that uh, that uh, Governor Abbott should bring to Texas? Yes. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, in in, in Sweden, uh, apparently, you could buy a book that has everyone's income in it. That is you, that is like wow. Yeah. So no, I, I guess I'm not like, no, I mean, like, so when I were the area that I grew up, everyone is a government employee and you could basically do that because like it was very much a company town. And so you could do that, but that seems like not a great idea. Are we, are we talking Colorado now or where, where is this? Los Alamos, New Mexico. Oh, that's not Colorado. That's, that's why Laura glows at night. Yeah. That's the <laughs> first time I've ever heard that joke, Chris. So another listener question is that uh, you have been asked to rank your children. <laughs> in in what uh, in just in terms of how much I like them or I that that was I love all my children specified. equally equally uh, except Job. <laughs> exactly. You have also been asked to to rank the schools uh, in your town. <laughs> I, I, I assume there's like so fifty so. bajillion schools in our town. W- which one is the, the worst? How one? are the parochial schools? Okay. 
<laughs> they're terrible. <laughs> but uh, let's not talk about that. <laughs> Actually, no, no, the high schools are sort of kind of okay. So I, I can't control, you know. And there are, are independent Catholic schools that are not run by the diocese that are delightful. Can I take my victory lap now? Or do you want to pepper her with more questions? You, you take your victory lap. I'm not sure what this is about, but... Today, the Trump administration announced just a couple of days after our episode was released that uh, TikTok is getting banned and it is being removed from Google Play and uh, I whatever Apple Store on Sunday. So... This podcast is influential. I advocated for... So I just wanted a, a ban based on age, but they're just banning it entirely. And so that's great. Although Wilbur Ross said that it might be possible for the app to put safeguards in place that will allow it to come back. And I assume that those would be age restrictions. Well, and can't you just get it if you use a VPN? I mean, is this, this is kind of unenforceable. Well, I, I don't think you can download it from any of the app stores anymore. And so I don't know if they're supporting it. I sort of kind of followed that fight between like Apple and Epic Games over Fortnite and, you know, where you buy your V-Bucks and then they got banned and then they weren't supporting it and yada, yada, yada. I, I, yeah, I, just, I don't know. I don't know what happens if, 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 it to, if, they're, if they're just not supporting it. So there are no updates or if... But, but what, if, what if you Wait, use I think, it's that they can't, I think it's that they can't you do traffic. They can't submit traffic through it. So Did, did you just yada the best part? Um, I, I, it, about Fortnite, I'm not sure that there is a best part. Oh, okay. All right. can, can you explain Fortnite to our older listeners? Um, it's, not it's, really. It's a period of two I, weeks. It, it is a period <laughs> of two weeks. Um, I don't know. I, they're very effective at getting people to spend money because there's always new dances and new like backpacks and pickaxes and like costumes but they don't enhance your ability to like in in gameplay so I, I try to like make that impression with my boys and they are not particularly persuaded by that because you know there's all there's all and I, I just heard like there's always gonna be something that you want there's always something new there's always something that's like amazing right now they're doing something with iron man or something he's there you can be Iron Man. I'm not really sure how that works. Are you so, telling me kids can't tell the difference between style and substance? Apparently not. It's, it's a shocker to me too. Yeah. Huh. No, I, I've always been, so I, I, I play a few games myself and I remember from a very early age, although DLCs and stuff weren't as big of a thing, I always rejected the cosmetic stuff because they, they weren't bang for my buck. Like You're, you're just paying for pixels on a screen. That's it. Like, like, I wanted some sort of gameplay advantage if I was going to pay money for it. Or it's added the content. most brilliant way of making money, though, isn't it? <laughs> like, getting people to pay for I pixels mean, on a screen. Uh, electrons are free, you know, yeah. so. It's, 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 it's an amazing, it's an amazing uh, victory for capitalism. <laughs> yeah. It costs a developer a few hundred bucks to pay an employee to design a new skin or something, and they could make probably hundreds of thousands of dollars off of it. Do, do your boys also play other games that are money sucks? Um, no, for a while. One of them was into Madden. And then they, they play a lot of like the Mario kind of platform games on like Switch, but there's not a lot of, uh, of money expenditure on those. How about Roblox? My kids play a lot of Roblox, and I know there's something called Robux. I just don't know what, yeah. the, what the advantage is. So it's just like in-game money that you buy. My niece plays yeah. Ro Roblox. Yeah. And I have so... one kid who plays that, yeah. The, the hack with that is that you can buy gift cards for, you know, from like, 
I buy them from Kroger and then I can get cash back for buying them at Kroger and then they get a free digital item when you get the gift card. And so I think that that's the best way to go. But yeah, I, I'm not super impressed with, with Roblox either. But so when I was flying back to Sweden from the US, I briefly stopped in Malmö for a few hours and I got to meet my sister and my niece. And my niece had you, her birthday. You haven't met your niece, your sister before? That was, I mean, that, that should be a that like you buried the lead there. My niece had her birthday in June, like June 7th. And this was a couple of weeks ago. And she was so proud. She, she was there. Thomas, guess how many Robux I have left of the 1500 that I gave her? And I was like, zero. like zero. I assume zero. And she said, no, I have 700 left. I'm not spent them all. I was like, that is impressive self-restraint. It, yeah, but she did tell me that she had tried to buy something off someone else in game and they just stole her money and ran away. So <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that apparently that my kid got scammed with one of those two. Oh, that stinks. It, is that what Jordan plays or Isaac? Both, both of them play a, a oh. Roblox a lot. Yeah. Do you give I them mean, money for Minecraft, it? Minecraft was their world for the longest time, but you know, they kind of have trends and in probably last six weeks, they've been doing a lot of Roblox, which I, I like, I don't even understand. I don't think it's even a game. I think it's a game that has many games inside of it. Mm-hmm. They're like a bunch of different simulators for various different things. I, I don't really understand the point. And you but can you meet have... friends there, I think, which, which is kind of cool. Like they, so they're like, Oh, there's, there's George. Like my, my son's best friend is George. And so they meet up there. But it's sort of Minecraft, like you can build a village with your friends or something like that. In, I, so, in I, some of the games, yes. Okay. It takes a village. So, do you Thomas, guys Thomas, were... you mentioned you mentioned flying. Uh, in foreplay, uh, we we got into such a good discussion about airline food um, that that I was like, all right, guys, shut up. Like, we got to save this for the for the show. So, th- Thomas was talking about. The, the fact that um, he thinks the height of cuisine is airline food. And so I'm just curious if you would rank the airline meals you've had. You've, you've flown across the Atlantic multiple times. Uh, of course, it used to be in domestic flights, like in the 90s and even early 2000s, uh, mostly just 90s. Uh, I remember a flight that I took from Minneapolis to Chicago. I mean, that, that flight's like 45 minutes. I yeah, remember I getting a, a bistro bag, uh, like a, a decent sandwich and, and basically a meal on, a, on the, one of the shortest flights you could take. That's a thing of the past. But on overseas flights, of course, you, they, they have to feed you because otherwise you would starve uh, those many hours. Thomas, what are the best meals you've had uh, uh, lately? Chris, first, do, do you realize that you said height of cuisine? The height, yeah, yeah. Anyway, oh, um, pun intended. Yeah. So they used to. It's literally the highest cuisine. On Scandinavian Airlines, uh, I don't. I assume that they did something similar on besides US Airlines. Astro- besides astronaut food. They used to have breakfast if you flew with them between six and nine in the morning. Uh, did they nice. do that in the US? Nice. The breakfast was probably my favorite meal on the plane because you can't really fuck it up all that much so it was still decent um best yeah like food. bad scrambled eggs are are still decent yeah best they're still I, edible uh, yeah we we got i got stuck on what laura said about stroop waffles in foreplay i love stroop waffles and the fact that they have them on the airplane is terrific or at least now they're, they're one there i loved them like when they were served but then they stopped, I think. And then they brought them back because people complained, because people loved them so much. But have you tried buying Stroop waffles? So if you're at the coffee shop and you're checking out, like next to the cashier, there's usually like a stand sometimes that has Stroop waffles. And they will charge, I don't know, 
Yeah. Three bucks for one of yeah. those. It's insane. I or you like can just that. get a bunch of Costco for. Uh, so Thomas, clearly you don't want to talk about this. So Laura, would you tell us about the 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 meal that you had to endure one time flying overseas? Well, when I was in college, I spent a summer in Rome and London, and we flew British Airways. And this was during Mad Cow, so like you could have beef flying over to the UK, but you couldn't have beef coming back because it was potentially mad cow infected. And because I, I lived in the UK for like more than six weeks or something, it means I can't donate blood anymore. Um, and so I can no longer be a donor, blood donor, because I lived in the UK during mad cow, like in 1995 or something like that. I mean, mad cow is basically overhyped. Isn't it basically the flu? <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so I went over with a bunch of college students on a college program from Baylor. It was a nice deal. We stayed at the Westminster, at the boys school at Westminster Abbey. So we were literally staying off the little Dean's yard at Westminster Abbey. You know, our, our, the, the tables that we ate on were made with wood from the destroyed Spanish Armada. Um, we, we, and the room where we ate was next door to the place where they translated the King James Bible. It was really (laughs) neat. And, and we got to hang out with, um, the boys, the only boys who were there were the boys in the choir. Yeah. Yeah. It was really nice. Um, I met Prince Charles when he came. Did you get to go to Evensong? Um, I did. And I got, so I would go to service like really early. So I got literally got to sit next to the choir, like up in the, it was, it was neat. That's incredible. Um, so, but on the, the way back with this group of college students from Waco, Texas, um, because they couldn't have a beef option, the, the, the like lunch or I guess it was, I guess it was lunch cause they were coming back, um, was the option was chicken and squid salad. <laughs> and we were kind of in the middle of the plane and they were started serving from like the front and the back. And so by the time they got to us, all they had was squid salad and you could literally see the little tentacles on the little arms. It was cold and it was so gross and no one touched it. I mean, that, no, no one touched it. No one even ate the lettuce that had touched the squid. Shocking. Um, Not many takers on the squid salad up front, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I know. They, they, I don't think they thought through the, the relative demand on that one very well. No, why but, did um, they think that was a good idea? Especially because airplane squid salad. I mean, <laughs> right? It's a, it's like a, you know gas station sushi, uh, airplane you know seafood. You know, uh, 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 so. it, was, it was it was not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm I'm kind of picturing uh, Ryan doing his impression of Neil Armstrong um, complaining about <laughs> squid salad. Oh, you know, let's, let's text him like, oh, what the heck is this? You know, <laughs> like. Give me some that, beef. That was terrible, Chris. Uh, do we do we want to talk about why Ryan isn't here today? Did he? Is he busy or something? I don't know. He had some personal stuff to take care of. Maybe is he's he just gone? late because he's always late. Yeah, maybe it he's could be. To maybe he's coming. The horse. <laughs> Which was mother-in-law's house to take a picture of the horse for the podcast. <laughs> okay, we'll see. Uh, oh, uh, about airplane food. But I think I have actually told this on the podcast before. Airplane food did scar me for life, and to this day, I can't eat olives because uh, I was on a flight from Stockholm to Mallorca, and they served like dessert with the food, or at least I thought it was dessert. Apparently, it wasn't. (laughs) Uh, I thought they were grapes. I had never had an olive in my entire life, and I picked up the, the grape, put it in my mouth, and it tasted terrible. Since then, I don't eat olives. Can I transition to something? Also, they're I, terrible. But yeah. Yeah, there are no, no argument here. I think we are. You we don't have like any, olives? Neither oh, no. <sighs> terrible. This, transition. 
I so you guys know that there are a lot of weird fetishes out there, right? I I have heard of such things. Like I heard, I heard some people like to have pet bunnies. <laughs> I I don't know. Most of what I know, I learned from Jason. <laughs> well, it's true. We, yeah. Weird uh, sexual fetishes. Uh, and so one of them that exists is that there are people that really, really, really like feet. On the internet, there is a website where you can go uh, and it's called Wikifeet. It's wikifeet.com and anyone can go there. Their, their description is the collaborative celebrity feet website. Anyway, they have, for example, you know, if you go on Wikipedia, they will have article of the day. On Wikifeet, they have a, a feature <laughs> called <laughs> I feet get it. Yeah, yeah. Of, called Feet of the Day, uh, Feet of the Week, uh, and then they have some other feature stuff uh, on on like uh, the website. And I just I I find this fascinating. Uh, if how many? If you, uh, what percentage of the website is are stills from Tarantino movies? <laughs> <laughs> but so so there's no so the fashion fascinating thing here is that there's no nudity i mean the feet are nude but the the women aren't so, so do they do they have um like strip teases like do they have someone taking off their shoes and like oh socks socks ooh, ooh, ooh. Toe socks. There's a video button here. Look at those toe socks. They're so tight. Oh, I can see the toenails. So uh, I clicked videos, and the first thing I get is a Lady Gaga video. We're not going to click there. Uh, Anyway, uh, there's... There's something fascinating on here that I wanted to talk about. So they also do so, they run some some polls, like they have their user base vote on different things. And so one of the questions here is, does your significant other know that you like feet? So what what do you think the, how do you think this poll turned out? 50-50. against. Okay. Against? I'm not sure I get the logic. You, you like, gotta understand, um, Sweden is just a free for all. Like, is this okay? Is this a, like people. a global thing, or is this a what language is this website in? It's in English, so but most I assume Swedes, it's mostly most Americans. Swedes speak English. So, anyway, is it a .com or yes. okay? But the results here are 54 percent say that they keep it to themselves. So it's almost 50-50. But I don't, I don't really understand why. Like, if, if you're going to have some sort of perverted tendency, liking feet seems like a less severe one. Maybe people, there are some people who still feel shame about being perverts. Maybe that's an encouraging <laughs> sign for, for society. That. Yes, yes. <laughs> thank God that some people still have shame. Like the majority of people are still ashamed of their perversion. Like the last thirty, last well, since the sixties, we've 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 become just too free. Like people have told themselves, "Feel no shame for anything," and this has been this is bad. So this is good news. If I feel yeah. it, it must be right, you know. Right, exactly, and 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 at least fifty four percent of people who like feet, uh, who are aroused by feet, know that it's bad. <laughs> and uh, okay, question: Like, are there like are there people who who are most of these feet beautiful, or are there people who are into like some nasty feet? Like some bunion action, like. Hey. <laughs> That's me and Shannon there, dude. <laughs> and I mean, like, really swollen, like, or some gout toe, like. Or like, <laughs> like fungus nails. 
like the Lamisil before ads. <laughs> Is there any of that stuff, Thomas, on WikiFeet? Uh, I, I haven't dug that deep. But well, this is celebrity feet, though. So this is for people uh, who like so, celebrity so not, feet. Not so there's sure. probably there are, not... There, okay. there, there are happy amateurs uploading their own feet, too. So it's not just celebrities, I should say. Uh, but th- there's a question that's sort of related. So uh, the question is, how do you feel about foot tattoos? And what do you think the feet fetishists say? I'm gonna go the feet should be again. unspoiled. So Chris says 50-50. What did you say, Laura? I think I think that the majority think that feet should be unspoiled. So I'm going to go 60-40 against tattoos. That, that's really close. It's like 66 against. 66% say that they are. And I assume it's just that reason. They should be not Don't tainted. cover up that beautiful foot. Something. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. So one, one last poll I want to bring I, up. I mean, to, Thomas, are we seeing any calves or, or knees or are these strictly feet? Like uh, ankle ha- and below. Uh, hang on, let let me do some research. So, so my impression is that there's a mix. So there are a lot of there are a lot of full body photos of people where they are just like standing or sitting, whatever. But their feet are in the photo. Uh, full body, then, like you see the face. Yes. Like, do they blur out the face or or or? No. Do you see and you have to like zoom in a lot for the feet. Like, isn't that just not a very good use of of your Put real estate. These these are like gigabyte pictures with like uh, <laughs> the the there just be, crop that down. There yeah, it does seem be, like a, a waste. A lot of photos of people that are like you know like before before a gala or an award show they have the red carpet and they take photos of them. A lot of those photos for some. So reason, they're wearing shoes even. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I guess but, I, but I don't, revealing shoes. Uh, yeah, like, like slutty shoes. It looks like sandals are popular. <laughs> slutty shoes. Yeah, don't don't cover those feet up. Uh, some there, there are some just like ankle shots. I get like from the ankle down. Uh, but yeah, there's another poll here. So do you know what Romanian or Egyptian feet look like, and what Greek feet look like, or Morton's toe? Have you heard these terms no. before? If you have Roman feet, that means that they are symmetrical. The, the, the big toe is the longest, and then it like it goes, they are each shorter gotcha. than the other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a Greek foot or Morton's toe, that's when the, the that's one when your that's, pointer toe is longer. Yes, okay. What do you guys have? Um, I, that one, I have the first one, the normal one. Oh, yeah, the symmetrical. Oh, who, one. who said that's normal? Hang on. What's what's the second one called? Uh, Greek feet or Morton's toe? Morton's toe. I have Morton's toe. <laughs> what do you think the user base uh, prefer? Normal feet. Uh, Seventy thirty. I, I would say not normal feet. I would say I would say uh, was it Greek or Roman? Greek. Roman. Greek. Greek feet. Greek. Yeah. No. So yeah, it's it's about seventy five percent in favor of symmetrical normal feet. Again, I question your use of the word normal. So can I tell you that I did some work on my feet during the um, during quarantine? So they have this stuff. It's called like baby foot. Basically, it's these little bags of like, I don't know, salicylic acid or some, some sort of like mild acid. And you, stra- you soak your feet and you strap these like bags on your feet for like an hour and let them sit. And then you take it off and rinse your feet. 
And about a week later, all the dead skin starts peeling off your feet and it looks like you have leprosy for like about a week. But then afterwards, it looks really nice. Thomas, are there any uh, peeling skin foot photos? And that gave rise to that am I the asshole where the guy would like peel off his skin, foot skin and eat it. Remember that one? Oh, oh my God. Yes. What? I do no. remember that one. Oh, that I'm was terrible. Seen this. <laughs> yes, he's the asshole, but that's... He tried to hide it. He just got caught. Is this just a thing I've seen in some movie and I assume that it's what people do where they just take like a, a cheese grater or something and they... Yeah, they have like a petty thing, like... What, I forget what it's called, but they do have like things that are like, like it's like a motorized grater. Well, they do have manual ones that like then keep your foot shavings in this like little container and you like empty it out. I think that's kind of weird and gross. They have ones that have like a sandpaper roller on them and you use that and it's like, and it rolls. And then you just like see like foot dust. It's almost like when you use like a, a Dremel on your like pet's nails, but like you do that on your like foot skin. Yeah, I guess I know too much about this. I clearly know more about this than either one of you. But um, did you? Have there, there's also of- like a, a traditional pumice stone, which is like the one that I normally go with. And so, so do you kind of work, work down calluses with that, or what's 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 the idea here? Yeah, I think generally, like uh, you know, like when I'm in my, in when I take a bath with my lavender scented Amazon brand Epsom salts, which are delightful. Which, which, uh, if 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 you're Shannon last, you may you may order on Amazon and accidentally ship to someone else. Like in bulk, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe and save. Yeah, then you just do that, and like after your feet soak a while, you can do that, and, and it makes like them softer and more like the skin look better, and you know, just more summer feet. I don't think anyone does that kind of stuff in winter, but it's mainly like a gotcha. So, so your feet look better. You're doing a lot of sandals. There. Like you don't want like a a a big callus or whatever to stand out. Is, yeah. Is that's the thought. Okay. Cause in some ways like calluses kind of build up cause they protect your feet. Right. Yeah. But I think it's just like to get, so to get it just so like the appearance, it's the thinnest skin is it's still going to be there. It's not yeah. gonna be like totally like baby soft skin, but it, it, it improves the appearance. Like you don't want to be scratching your husband in bed with your calluses. No. Okay. Although my kids do that, they'll like intentionally like have like these super sharp nails and they'll like intentionally like scratch me with them. <laughs> and then, now, when you say kids, you mean your boys? Y- yes, yeah, <laughs> obviously not my like high school age daughter. No, <laughs> I'm uh, this conversation is turning me into an anti foot fetishist, I think. So, you were pro foot fetishist before. I mean, I was fairly neutral, I think, but this is making me rethink that. Maybe feet are just gross. Gross. I, gross. And, and so one thing I've heard about these fetishists is that, like, one thing that they love is is not just looking at feet, but also, like, videos of, of feet, like, crushing things, like... See, that's what I think is super things. weird. Like stepping on mice or like animals oh, or like, oh, you know, I meant, like, uh, I meant or the people like, like who wear heels and like step on things. It's like really like there's some weird, weird stuff. I guess I just. Which picture- I probably only heard about from Jason. Probably, probably. Because that's not something I'm familiar with. I just, I feel like uh, I I learned far more than I wanted to learn about. Like the, the first Jason Cooper in my life was the, the De- Tosh.0. Did you, did you guys, either of you, ever watch Touch Point Out? I, I know who it is. He, he, clips, he, would, he would try to just shock people by, like, introducing them to gross things that, that is you Is this a millennial only... thing, Chris? Uh, <laughs> see, I don't that, – that was, like, the only show I've really ever watched on Comedy Central. And I had a friend who's, like, he's the best comic in the business today. And 
I, I'm so sure Ryan that. would have thoughts on that if he had a time to come on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. He's probably. Okay, so then I'm just going to go with the position that he is the comic genius of our time. Well, this is like ten years ago, but like, uh, did he said this about Daniel Tosh? I don't even know if Tosh Bono's on anymore. Why, why don't you Google the ratings and see how long it takes? <laughs> I don't think we know how to find ratings on this show. Spe- speaking of ratings, uh, I thought that Queeby. Do you remember Queeby? I thought Queeby had gone away, but at something called the Creative Arts Emmy Awards. Apparently, there are several Emmy Awards. I I have no even I have no I idea. I think these are the ones that they that they put on like that no that aren't televised that nobody cares about. Like okay. they put the, they they have like the the important ones like on the televised Emmys and there's like a bunch of other stuff for like super behind the scenes things that are just meant for people to give each other awards but yeah. that literally nobody cares about. But so would that count? Like if you if you want to like collect the the EGOT, you know, the, the Grammy, got, the Oscar, if you got the Creative Arts uh, Emmy, Emmy for, yeah, I don't know that, that they count? get the big bags of swag. Oh. Uh, anyway, uh, Queeby received two awards today. Uh, one of the shows has Lawrence Fishburne in it. Fish, Fishburne? Fishburne? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fishburne. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't realize that people actually watched Queeby. I, I it, it doesn't mean that anyone watches it. Like, th- that's the thing about these awards is, is that, I mean, it's funny that the Oscars are the most prestigious awards, and yet um, the members of the Academy, I mean, they don't, they don't necessarily watch the movies. Uh, and especially in the technical categories, they uh, they kind of. I mean, it's why there's there's generally kind of a bandwidth. A lot of advertising things. and behind yeah. this, a lot of ad advertising. Yeah, for your consideration. Right, so, so so yeah, these awards are are, are definitely overrated. Is what right. So d- these awards don't matter. No, although recently I saw, you know, Sonny put, tweeted like, oh, I didn't know Quibbit was such a thing because like no one's tweeted about it in, in the last two weeks. No one's and made that, fun of and, it. And like I literally saw that day like a promoted tweet by Quibi that saying something about like sexed Shan, you know, like send your, you know, your sexual and intimate relationship questions and Quibi will answer them. <laughs> and uh, like maybe we could all like, you know, ask our – seek – intimate relations advice from Quibi and accidentally text Shannon at the same time because apparently, you know, it was a confusing hashtag. Maybe we can ask did, them about feet. Did we, did we, um, did we, did I ever do this as a remember when? Uh, no, do it do you, now. Do you remember when Facebook asked people for their nudes? What? No. I do remember that. So that, so that, so that then they could like, if anybody, if, if anybody else posted them, that they could match them out and block them. Right, right. <laughs> So it was like preemptively giving Facebook all your nudes because they'll never get hacked. Um, the, and the idea is if, if you know, an ex um, ever posts them on social media that yeah, they, they would m- match the photos and yeah. But the, the, the fact it that It looks like Brett people, Favre and uh, Captain America may not have, uh, have done that. Maybe that would have been a good idea. Yeah. Can, can you imagine the pervert that came up with that idea? <laughs> it's all an algorithm. Uh-huh. Sure it is. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah. There should be a Silicon Valley about that. You know, like someone <laughs> pitching to different venture capital groups. Like, listen, I've got this great idea. We're going to collect everybody's nudes, and uh, that way we could protect them from ever losing their nudes. <laughs> and if you have, if you haven't, ta- if you haven't taken selfies of yourself nude, do it now just to protect yourself, and then send it to us. I was going to ask, do, do either of you? I, I'm fairly certain I know the the, the answer. Uh, do either of you have Quibi on your phone? No. no. Okay. Listeners, Do you? If, no. 
No, because uh, I think it's a pay service, right? So, I mean, oh. it's or is, is it not? Do people pay for it? I don't know. I, I remember hearing like Jay Pod say that he like tried it once, and don't they have um, some new show? Aren't they making the re- making the Princess Bride with the the chick from Game of Thrones? That just seemed like a terrible idea. But. Oh, What's her um, name? So- Sophie. Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner. Which one's that? The um, Sa- Sansa. Oh, okay. Hey, I like her. I could watch that. Um, speaking of of uh, Game of Thrones, uh, we have a second Game of Thrones character. I'm sorry. Did we want to talk about feet more? Uh, no, I just wanted to mention that Quibi or Quibi stands for quick bites. Mm-hmm. I just found that out. Yeah, Go I, on, Chris. Yeah, I, I, I hate the idea of watching three-minute TV shows in portrait mode. I just, I, I couldn't hate this more. Uh, so so uh, speaking of Game of Thrones characters playing ex-ladies, or, is that what they are, ex-ladies? X-Men, ex-ladies. Uh, <laughs> Laura, you They're all transitioned. The, the New Mutants. I, I did. if you'd talk a little bit about that. It was fine. Um... I know that's a super ringing endorsement. I actually enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Tenet. I- I'm not going to lie. You said um, that. And it, it, is, it is not really an X-Men movie because it's like a bunch of people that you've never know, heard of who, are, well, if you're not some big comic book nerd, people that you probably haven't heard of. Uh, it has Arya from Game of Thrones, and she has a really awkward accent that I'm not sure if it's like <laughs> Scottish or something, but she's like really, she looks like Velma from Scooby-Doo throughout most of the movie. Just like oversized sweaters and the, the Velma haircut, you know. What's um, your but, power? Can she swap faces with people? No, and... and I have to say there was there was like a Russian girl who had a really cool power where her like arm turned to metal and she had this like weird f- glowing fire sword that she could cut people down with. That was pretty nice. There was the the main mutant didn't know what her power was at first. And apparently her power was to make everyone have to like confront their biggest fear. And and then at the end, she has to fight her greatest fear which because she is a of Spoiler native alert. american descent is a demon bear that her father told her about um and so the whole climax of the movie is all of the mutants finally fighting this like five story tall demon bear that comes to life and like r- destroys and tries to eat people question i, I just want to know more about this power so her power is that she accidentally forces people to face their to, yes like she accidentally doesn't force them to face their fear but like makes their fear kind of come true come true yes comes like it comes to life like the russian girl had some weird like slender man looking guys that attacked her apparently as a child and like they're these weird guys with no eyes but giant like mouths with razor teeth and they're tall and skinny and like a attack everybody and try to kill them and so that but like, our, comes to life not everyone's fear is something that will actually attack you and something that you can defeat like some people's fear is so, public speaking so are you like speaking in front of like a ten thousand people at the at the washington mall like forever well i think that like so there's one guy who gets really hot and turns into like a fire guy and so but he does it like when he's like aroused and so like he can't control it or i guess he loses control maybe when he's aroused and so he's like in high school college whatever uh you know maybe 18 
And so apparently he like killed his girlfriend by getting, setting her on fire. Like, after he they were like making out and so if his like dream were nightmare coming true the pretty russian what a fake one of the pretty russian girl who like is the mutant you know goes and he like makes out with her in like the hot in the bat in the i guess it's a swimming pool and then he's like oh i can't and then she keeps going at him and then they're you know they're about to get it on the swimming pool and then he like gets really hot and then <laughs> she, she like the the imaginary Russian girl then turns into like this fire carcass who like starts chasing him like this rotten like fire burned human. So I think it's that it's not all necessarily just it's 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 your emotional fear, not just like question. Question: I thought this was a kids movie. <laughs> it's it's not. Oh, it's not. Did, did your boys watch it? No, no, no. Oh, okay. no. no. Oh, so, so it was just you or you and Phil date night? No, me and Reese. Me and the fourteen-year-old. Okay. What, what did she think? Um, I think she enjoyed it, but it was like the first movie we had seen since March. Although so we anything, went to the movie theaters, you we went anything. It would have been great. We went to the movie theaters pretty late, so I saw Trolls in theater. That's right. And I also saw Invisible Man in theater, and that was actually that was pretty interesting. But once again, we were the only people there. We were like the only people in Invisible Man. She and I. Oh, so so she kind of likes the horror stuff, huh? She she does. She likes yeah. she likes uh, frightening things. Is the is the New Mutants a horror movie? No, it, it's ostensibly you know like a X Men tangential right. mutant superhero ish kind of thing. But but the, the spoiler alert for anyone who's going to see uh, the New Mutants in theaters, um, which I don't think is anyone. Um, <laughs> So the the girl who who can't control making everyone's fears come to life, they decide that she is too great of a threat, and so they're going to kill her. Um, so they basically can identify these mutants, and then they take them all to this like basically a mental institution. And there's like one lady doctor there who's supposed to take care of them, and then she um, she's supposed to try to kill the the demon bear girl. Uh, I I I. I just scrolled through the cast, and except except for Game of Thrones girl, I and the guy from uh, Stranger Things. Which one's that? Is that uh, Charlie Heaton? Um, he's the he's the guy who flies. His power is that he like can take off and like rocket around. But basically, they're all like emotionally damaged teenagers who had like lived through some sort of trauma, and they're being they find out that they're being groomed to, to be murderers. They're not going to be the X-Men when they get out of this mental institution oh. program. They're being groomed to be murderers. And then they find out that they're trying to kill Demon Bear Girl. And so they fight back and kill the Lady Doctor. Technically, I think the Demon Bear eats the Lady Doctor after they, like, severely injure her. Well, it uh, it has made uh, almost sixteen million at the domestic box office. I bet they're really happy with that. They, they set it up for a sequel, though. You know, I wonder uh, how well a movie has to perform to to get a sequel in this time. You know, obviously you have to have diminished expectations, but is that going is to there... be the new New Mutants? Sorry, that was bad. Uh, all right, so we have another listener question. This time, not from Jason, which is <laughs> wait, wait, time out, time out, time out. I oh. I have I have a question for each of you. Is it the Thomas. same question or the different questions? Okay. Same question. Thomas, Thomas, what's your greatest fear? Heights. So in this movie, you'd be, I guess, 
thrust or maybe the ground you're standing on would go like a thousand feet in the air until you could figure it. Laura, sure. what is your Let's what is your that. greatest fear? Probably something happening to my kids. Ooh. Let's hope that this uh mutant doesn't come come near. Can I can I choose that? Something happened to, to Laura's kids or Yeah. That's your greatest fear. Yeah, I, I will go with that. What about you, Chris? Well, now that she planted that seed, I can't think of anything worse. Something so, happening to your wife? Would would that be bad? <laughs> I can remarry. You could also have more kids. Yeah. Just look at Tom. Uh, Laura, question. Flag wants you to rank scary animal movies. Scary animal movies. I'm um, not sure what he means by scary animal movies. Um, I'm Who guessing knows what that, makes sense in that addled mind? No, thing. so I've never seen it, but I would say first is that one where like, Leonardo DiCaprio gets raped by the bear. <laughs> oh, like, uh, the Revenant. The Revenant. Yeah, so that would probably be number one. Um, Bambi is pretty scary. Like when the like you know with the hunter and you probably left some poor little Bambi. Hey, do you know what's even scarier like, than a hunter killing a deer? That you know that deer who didn't get killed by a hunter starving to death because you know the herd is out of control and not controlled by hunters. Well, how do you feel about animal movies, Laura? Because as we have learned on this podcast, Chris hates animals. So, um I'm okay with animals. I think oh, Laura saw that movie, didn't you? Um the uh, I did not see the horse be... oh. movie. I did not oh, see okay. that okay. horse movie with okay. the jump. No. Jumping no, but I will say okay. I have oh. seen like, you know, Sea Biscuit. I'm seeing all the animated animals. Have you seen have you seen movie. Pinnacle? I have not seen that. What about Warhorse? No. Hidalgo. No. Uh, what's the Incredible Journey one? Thomas, you I, love this movie. I've right? seen the 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 Call of the Wild, the Disney one. With Harrison Ford. Yeah. Yeah. How about this? That, that's new, actually that, that's all CGI, so I don't even know if that counts as animals. How about the one with uh, Willem Dafoe? Jordan loved that one. It just came out on Disney Plus last last year. Eight Below, the one about the sled dog stuck in Antarctica, like by themselves, that's a good one. That is Paul Walker. It's really good. I'm not seeing him in anything recently. What, what about the what about Milo and Otis? Have you seen that movie? I have no idea what you're talking about. Chris, have you seen Milo and Otis? Uh, no. Milo and Otis is this movie I've heard about of it. a dog and a cat that like become best friends or something, and it's like actual oh, that, live sweet. animals, and they just like like shoot them out in the wild and when they are walking off and whatever. And I watched it. I, I barely remember anything about the plot. The only thing I remember is that afterwards it looked up the movie on Wikipedia and numerous cats and dogs died while they were filming. <laughs> what? what? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Is, is that the origin of, of movies having in their credits that no animals were harmed during the film? Like, I don't know. Like just so you know, we weren't like Milo and Otis. Okay, so I will, I will say I, I do enjoy movies. I have not seen all of them. I, well, I haven't seen your weird horse swimming movie. Um, <laughs> I, when I was pregnant, I saw, I don't know, I think it was like Sweet Alien. Home Alabama or something. And there was a, a trailer for a Dakota Fanning movie about a horse. And I like started crying, like bawling. <laughs> Oh, From the trailer? Stupid, yes. <laughs> I don't know. Google tells me apparently it was called um, Dreamer, Dreamer or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, with Kurt Russell. 
Um, so yeah, apparently that movie had a trailer that could make a heavily hormonal pregnant woman cry. Um, <laughs> I my sister Ryan. was like, was like, what the hell is going on? It, it was, it was, um, it was an entertaining kind of thing. Chris, it's called Homeward Bound. Homeward Bound. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've not seen all those dog movies either, like A Dog's Life or the ones where the dog comes back and has different owners and like... like I think it's called came. A Bug's Life. No. What about Zootopia? That's an animal movie. I've seen, I've seen that one. It's got a bunny police officer. How could I not see that one? Have your kids seen the Beethoven ones? How many Beethoven ones are there? Like, too many, I think. There are a lot of them and, and no. But what are the ones where the dog plays basketball? Airbud. Airbud, yeah. Those... Airbud universe, uh, expanded universe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but Laura, you also mentioned that you have seen some other movies recently, not just the, the mutant one, right? Oh, you saw Tenet, and you're wrong about it, and then you saw uh, some anime stuff? Oh, oh yeah. so my daughter is now into anime, and so I try to, like, I'm sorry. Do something with her because she's like 14 and awkward and it's always, you know, like we're just trying to make a connection, you know, try to, you know, do something together. And so I watched, well, it started with, um, we watched Avatar The Last Airbender together. And I like everybody, a lot of people like that. Everybody really enjoyed that one. That was fine. And she's been into like harder core anime. And so it, it cultivated in us watching a movie called, or a series called Attack on Titan. And there is an English dubbed version, but she insisted on getting the, the Japanese subtitled version. Oh, uh, sounds like she's in the swamp. And, um, and it involves this kind of like city. And I, it's hard to tell like where they are because it's like a medieval city and their main defenses are like huge walls that have been built. But then at the same time, they have like fairly sophisticated like weaponry with all these like cables and stuff where they swing around so they can attack these these creatures called titans which are really these like naked giants that randomly appear and don't have genitals <laughs> and attack the and like show up and then, and then like try to eat people and and then as it turns out there are some some of these titans that are actually humans who turn into titans and some of them are bad and some of them are good and then they, there's a bunch of naked giants fighting each other and then like yes chris do you have a question yeah i know not a question a comment i i would like to change my answer on my greatest fear <laughs> it Being is eaten by a genitalist naked giant yes yes this is definitely my greatest fear right now yeah uh, but... it's, it's pretty graphic but you, you said sophisticated, like swinging cables doesn't sound very... No, but the, it's, it's you know, then they have all, all sorts of like solution because then as it turns out, there may be some sort of like medical thing for why some people are getting in, like maybe there's a mutant elixir that causes people to do this. But it, it's just very odd because it's, you know, it, it's it's just an, an interesting kind of, of thing. It makes about as much sense as you would expect. Really weird anime to make. I would like to make a plea to uh, Conrad to uh, tweet at Laura and suggest more anime series for um, for uh, her daughter. Conrad tweeted a couple anime gifs uh, into the mega thread today that were about as terrifying as possible. And w- one of the comments was, uh, "You would have seen this gif if you were on uh, Snapchat Premium." And that made me so happy that I'm not on Snapchat Premium, even though there's no way I, would, I mean, like. 
besides being so happy that I'm not on Snapchat, I'm just also glad that I don't have to be subjected yeah. to... This is, that's a definite benefit to being an old. Yeah, you shouldn't be allowed on it anyway. Can I just uh, say this uh, right now? Yeah. What has two thumbs? This is kind of a riddle. What has two thumbs and is going to see Tenet tonight? Ryan. This guy. Oh. So. Are you excited? I'm so excited. Just even, though, even though JVL told me, he said, I, if I were you, I, I was like inquiring about masks and this and Just that. Just stop drinking and... now so you don't have to pee during. That's my advice. And, I, and literally, here, I literally managed my fluid intake for like five hours before I went <laughs> to the theater. I'm glad you said that because I'm, I'm going to be thinking about that. I'm not watching till 8.10. So about five o'clock, I'll stop drinking water. Mm-hmm. But but anyway, JBL's just like don't have I fun coming home at midnight after the previews and the two and a half hour movie. I will, Laura. I will. So JBL told you that you're insane. Uh, are he you said not to watch it. Yeah. So uh, although although all these garbage people are trashing Nolan, are you still excited? Yeah, I'm very excited. I, so I've tried to avoid as many spoilers as I can. Um, like tried to avoid any information about it. But what I understand, honestly, is that- I would look at the spoilers because like I. And, that, and that's what I understand is that it's impossible to understand. It's sort of like watching Inception for the first time, and then you're like, "What?" No, However, but except, Inception it, has like you understand at yeah. least what's the the, the basic the dream within a dream within a dream. Even Memento was a little bit harder the first time, okay. but like mm-hmm. even Memento, like once you get it, you're like, "Oh, okay." This one is just you know it, it keeps like it's another layer, and then you get to like the fourth one, and you're like, "Really?" <laughs> Are you expecting Hurricane? Have you had many Um There is supposed to be, there is, the, there is a storm that should be developing into Wilfred, um, Wilfred within the next day or so. It is supposedly going south of here, but we don't know. It's, it's, um, it's going to be a big rain event along the Texas coast. And I'm probably going to get like maybe four or five inches. We don't really know yet, but there's a lot of uncertainty in where this storm is headed. Right now it's like Tropical Depression 22. It may have been updated to a tropical storm in the time that since the last time I checked. It's Wilfred with a, with a W, right? So does yes. that mean that, does that mean, is this how it, like they name them according to like the alphabet? And then yeah, they have a w? list of names that they work their way through. I think Wilfred is actually the end because there aren't a lot of, xyz yeah. names um and so next they're going to go through the greek alphabet bet and so it's like alpha beta you know gamma delta whatever so th- like then they're going to start naming the storms after the greek alphabet okay so this is the last like named storm have you had any really bad ones so far this year not this year we've had a couple uh near misses laura was uh supposed it was very uncertain until the end um when it took a turn towards Louisiana, but that one was, I, I have to laugh. Cause like there were these people who were, you know, I was at the grocery store just trying to buy regular groceries. And there are people who were like freaking out, like buying every bottle of water in sight. And I just wanted to push them down and like, have you heard of Amazon? Yes. You could Amazon prime water. Uh, if there's a hurricane, that is, that is a, a useful tip that I probably shouldn't have. Well, except for we probably don't have that many like Texas listeners to this podcast. So probably didn't give away the farm. And, there. and, and nobody beats your disaster preparedness. So it's, it's not like this is a, an issue for you. No, I mean, because we are, we are a prepper kind of family, not, not like insanely so, but a lot of what we do to prepare for a zombie apocalypse also doubles as hurricane preparedness. So 
Um, specifically for the hurricanes, you know, I buy enough water in like May and then just keep it until the end of September because, you know, so that if a storm comes, you, you never have to go worry about getting water. Um, so so what, what does one need to get? Water? I thought you just drank out of the toilet with a life straw. <laughs> so we do have life straws. We do have like a number. There are like the ones that go to the cups where you could just use it in the cup, but there, there's also like big industrial ones that will let you like clean like gallons of water at a time. So you can just put a rain barrel out during the hurricane and drink out of that. Or, well, and you also fill up your bathtub so that if you had to, you could like take the water out of your bathtub and like boil it and drink it. Um, we have a gas stove so that if um, if the electricity goes out, I can still light it with a match, which is a little scary, but like, okay. We have, we actually do have like dehydrated, like 10 year shelf life rations for like 30 days for all of us. That's for the zombie apocalypse, probably not for hurricane. And then when a storm comes into the Gulf, like I always fill up my tank like well, well before the course of the storm becomes clear, because that's another thing that um, usually sells out and or is in demand if you have to evacuate. Do you have an um, escape route that's not a major highway? I do, although that also sucks sometimes. Um, so during Ike, we took um, like a two-lane street that turns into some like little random, you know, state two-lane state highway. And then we got about 30 miles out and there was like an intersection where, because we were going parallel to I-10, but like south of it. Yeah. And there was this intersection where like six lanes were like trying to turn into one thing and you just had to be like incredibly aggressive to get through there. Mm. Um, and also at that point we left at like two o'clock in the morning and it took us four, 14 hours to go what normally takes like two and a half. Um, so well, I, my I husband, remember that. Was, was that Ike? Um, Cause I remember a scene that was, that was, that was Rita because, um, okay. yeah. because it was right. It was like, yes. it was after, like, it was like less Katrina. than a month after Katrina. Yeah. I remember I remember a lot of cars just ran out of gas just sitting in traffic. So my husband, we didn't know how long it was going to take, and we had a full tank of gas, and we had a portable gas can that was like five gallons that was pretty full. But my husband, because were, we were moving so slow through that, intercar, through that intersection, pushed the car. And people are like, are you out of gas? And we're like, no, we're just conserving gas. And they're like, what? And then this was kind of before a lot of people, before everyone had smartphones or nav systems in their car, and we had like a big... Um, you know, 80 page Texas Atlas that has all the back roads on it. And so people are like, hey, can we borrow that? I'm like, no, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Have you considered just buying an electric car? You wouldn't need to. Well, okay, gas? that was, you know, many, many years ago, but no, because I'm a big oil shill. So <laughs> <laughs> this is also Houston. <laughs> Uh, where where I saw I saw a Tesla that had the license plate coal power on it. <laughs> we we need to quit the regular episode here. Laura, do you have a while to stay for Afterglow? I I do. Okay, uh, perfect. That is all the time we are giving to this episode. Good night and good luck wherever you are. If you see Ryan, uh, give us a call. We miss him. Light the candle. <laughs> <laughs>